Hello, my friends. I hope you are warmer than we are right now. <laughs> We're, I don't even know. Bill Nye's pissed once again. Oh, yeah. this, like, 100%. Well, it is January, but January in South Carolina is, like, 50. The other day it felt like summer. Yeah. It's definitely uh, cold, hard 30s right now. Jeez. It was, like, 41 last night when we went to bed, and I was like, it's so cold. <sighs> I kind of love it because I get to, I get to put Remy in her like fleece pajamas, so we're like pretending it's Christmas time in the Midwest when it's November, and you're like get ready for Christmas. <laughs> and I'm putting Remy back in her Santa Claus pajamas because like we bought them when it was still like sixty degrees here, and she was still wearing them. But I put her in them last night, and I was like, I can't take any pictures of her before she goes to bed for Instagram because. It's January. And I was thinking, I was like, but in reality, like, this is the time to wear these type of pajamas. Yeah. So she was warm and comfortable, but Instagram didn't know, because they had Santa Claus on them. That just reminded me of that Hollywood and Dead song. It's like, it's Christmas in Hollywood, Santa's back up in the hood. I, (laughs) the only thing that's funny right now is that, you know, like, I know that you would know Hollywood Undead, but we've never, have we ever talked about it? No, I don't think so. Because... I used to remember going, to, I would sneak out of my parents' house. This is so bad. It's not bad. Only if my mom decides to still listen. Sorry, Jana. Um, <laughs> I used to, whenever I would sneak out of my parents' house, what's the song? It's like, everywhere we go, people always boom. They're party through. Do you know that song? Nope. Ugh, I have no idea. It's Hollywood Undead. I just know that Christmas song because it's so As I said that, my mom just said, Oh, my mom goes, hey, is Brie out for a haircut tomorrow? <laughs> yes. Pause to our listeners. I, I have to my, grab my phone. I already have my shears. Yes. <laughs> Shoot. How weird is it that I said mom and then I get a text from mom? Um, Siri. Yeah. Brie's going to cut my mom's hair tomorrow. I am. But yeah, no, when you, when you said that, that's the only... I have to look it up. I forget what it's called, but it's like... Everywhere we go. Burp, burp, burp. I did it already. It's funny because it's, like, yeah, it's that's like a Hollywood undead song. It's Christmas in Hollywood. Santa's back up in the hood. Meet me on the, under the mistletoe. Let's fuck. Whoa. <laughs> like, that sounds like a Hollywood undead I song. I love that Christmas song. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm also like side weirded out because I didn't tell my mom that you were going to come tomorrow. I said that me and you were hanging out today. And but that I think I was, we talked about it the other day. Because you asked me again, you were, just to clarify, you were like, when do you think you can do that for my mom? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, uh, but I told her that we were gonna come, come to, come at some point, and, uh, uh, yeah, because we discussed it the other day, because you were like, hey, we can you do that? And I was like, yeah, I'm off Wednesday. I hope you can hear me texting. Thursday. But I'm off every day now. <laughs> Why are you off? You're off every day. I'm off every day. Well, wedding season's not here yet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. Oh, I did see that one. You just posted behind every husband who thinks he wears the pants as a wife who told him which pants to wear. Behind every husband (laughs) who thinks he wears the pants is the wife who told him what pants to wear. It's so funny. That's not the truest shit I ever read. My grandpa, he's like. He's not colorblind, but the darker colors he can't really tell. Oh my and god! He's my always dad. like, "Is this a navy blue? Is this a green?" Oh and my like, god! Yeah. My dad is the same way. So we always so whenever I would get up to go to school, my dad would be getting up to go to work. So even if I had an alarm set for like my my bus used to pick me up at like seven fifty. That's a lie. 
that's a lie. My bus used to pick me up at like 7.30. So I'd have to wake up at like 7 to get around. And my dad would already be like in the process of going to work. So he banked on the fact that I wouldn't get up to my alarm. Therefore, when he was done in the bathroom, because I grew up in a ranch house with one bathroom, he would come in to quote, I'm saying quote, air quote, wake me up because I was already fucking awake. I just knew he basically got the bathroom first because, you know, he's going to work. I'm just going to school. Right. Right. But he always, every day would come in. Emma. You need to get up. I'm like, I know. Like, every day. Do these every socks match? single day. Wait. So then I would finally get up. I would go into the bathroom, and he would be like, hey, come here. I would, like, fucking carry my ass. Because we had three bedrooms, and where my mom and dad's room was, he had... It was a small ranch house, so he had... He was a, bis- he was a professional, so he wore, like, suits and fucking nice pants and shirts and shoes yeah. to work every day. So he would come up at me, and he'd be like, Emma, I need you to take a second, and can you just can you look at these socks for me but he wouldn't he wouldn't give me like the he wouldn't give me like the gratification of him saying like i don't know what color these socks right he would say are these ones better or are these ones better (laughs) and then it would it would psych me out sometimes i'm like holy shit which one are black which one are blue and so most mornings he'd be like which one of these socks do you think are it i'm like listen bitch you ain't colorblind, and I still, I'm not colorblind, and I don't fucking know what color those socks are, so we need, like, a whiteboard in here for you to, like, right, pin up your socks against. every morning and decide which ones are worth black, blue, or brown pants. But that's so funny, because my grandpa literally be like, is this navy blue, or is this green? And I'm like, okay, well, what color is your shirt? And then he could tell me, and I'm like, oh... Good old sport. He can't see dark colors. Oh. <laughs> I love him so much. I never had to do that for Sam, though, because his pant- his socks... I've had to go buy them for him because he wears his navy boots every day. So you don't see the socks. But they have to be tied ever so tightly. Oh, yeah, yeah, So I always try and buy them, like, without being too hot for his feet, but thick enough for his, like, calf. Mm-hmm. Where they're not, like, cutting circulation off. Because he has to tie his boots super oh, tight. Because yeah, he wears, yeah. like, the fucking na- military boots. And so, he'll always he'll tell me sometimes every once in a while, you know, like, you know, the insides of my socks are, I'm getting holes in them. Because he pulls them up so goddamn high. He, he fucking puts holes in the bottom of his sock, like, where your toes are. Because he pulls oh, them up. that makes sense. He okay, pulls okay. them up so high so they're not, like, hot yeah. and, like, thick on the ankle. But I always try and buy him those because if I don't, I know this is like weird to think about, but like if you don't, you're tying your boots tighter. I, 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 but instead, he's just pulling his fucking socks up higher so they're not as tight around his ankle and they're thinning out on the toe. So by like ever so often, his fucking toes are poking out. I'm like, you know what? You, we've been doing this nine years, bro. You can, or six years, you can go buy your own damn socks. Do you sleep in socks? Every once in a while. I sleep in socks every night. I have to. I don't have to. I usually start in socks, but I definitely don't wake up in socks. Oh, I sleep in socks every night. I'm just, I didn't realize how ticklish I was, but if someone else's feet are touching my feet, I'm like, no, I can't. I need socks. I just don't like the way it feels. And I I love sleeping in a freezing cold room, so. Also, Sam and I do not touch at night. Uh, Like, at all. Like, 
I feel like our, we're in sync even in our sleep where if I know that he's like rolled over to the outside of the bed, then I can roll over to the inside of the bed and take up most of the space. Yeah. And then like whenever I decide to roll over, like he instinctively knows like, hey, I think I'll roll over now. Like we don't even, even if like my, t- my foot were to touch his calf while sleeping, he will, while sleeping, move his leg. Like uh-huh. we do not touch even fucking knuckles. Well, sometimes it gets, like, way too damn hot. Like, I remember I went to uh, Bonnaroo with a boyfriend, and he wanted to, like, fool around in the tent. And Ew, was, no! Like, first off, it's nasty out here. In neither, the summer? Yeah, neither one of us has taken showers. Ew, ew, gross. Ew. not doing this. I ew. don't want to do this. Don't no. touch me. Stay far away. <laughs> I will say, like, depending on, like, if I'm in, like, a mood where, like... I'm, let's say that I'm already in our bedroom and Sam's, like, in our living room and I'm in our room, like, watching TV and I have, like, whatever I'm watching on. I'm not, like, ready to go to bed, but I have, like, our bed leaned up and I'm, like, being cozy. Yeah. I'll have socks on. But generally, I don't sleep with them on, but I'm not against falling asleep with them on. But I never, if I do fall asleep with them on, I subconsciously take them off. Oh, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm missing one, I find it. Mm-mm. Do you normally have cold feet? Like, are your feet generally cold, or you just feel comfortable with them on? I mean, I always sleep in... I always have my room, like, really cold. Like, okay, I mean, I do too, but I like, usually last still... night. I, I don't know then. Because last night it was pretty cold, so I didn't turn the AC on when I was in the room, because it was freezing. AC on? It was, like, 28 degrees last night. Oh, I definitely woke up in the middle of the night and turned the AC on, because I was so hot. And my comforter's not even that thick. I just... I just... Mm. Well, maybe I should have been born in a colder state. <laughs> I would say, I mean, even even though, so I grew up in cold. Yeah. I grew up in cold. And the only thing, I, now, like, our biggest qualm when we were, you know, this whole buying house process, you know, Sam and I were talking about, like, what our, like, absolute will not buy a house if it has this. Yeah. I can't remember what his was because he didn't have very many fucking issues with any house. He was just, like, willing to find the perfect house and he would buy it. Yeah. Mine was baseboard heating. Same. So I grew up with mm. baseboard heating. That's what I have right now. I will say there are benefits because you can control each room. Yeah. And I always liked that. So if I did decide that, granted, I had baseboard heating my whole life. and From six until up, so my whole life. My whole controllable life. So if I did wake up cold, sorry, Dad, I'm turning on my fucking room heat. But it constricts, like, how you set up a room, right, like, what you're going to do sure. with it. I don't want that as my own home. Mm-hmm. But I did like it for sleeping purposes because I did only grow up where it mattered to me. It was my bedroom, and I could make it warm or cold if right. I wanted it. But... Because, like, in our house now, our floorboard heating is right in front of our couch. And I've got curtains hanging right there, and they're long. Yeah, no. And I'm like, I can't turn this on. And then the one year we did turn it on, I thought the house caught on fire. Probably because you smelled the dust. That that's exactly what and it I was. And I hate that. I hate that. I, it, that makes I, me feel like I'm not clean, and it's not right. even my fault. Right. Because I went to the office and I'm like, listen, you need to look at this. And they came. And they were like, oh, it's just dirty. Like it needs to be clean. I'm like, well, first off, this place is built in the '60s, so. What are we gonna do? Right. Yeah. Like, can I get central heating and air? They're like, no. Can you move me to another building? <laughs> don't you to move home? Cause I'll do that. I don't care. <laughs> no, I know that that's like definitely a 
in the house that we have our bid on right now with and that I'm not gonna reveal too much detail, but we did put an offer in. We have this whole thing going. Definitely central heat and air. But there were certain houses where I think I said a couple episodes ago, like we were looking and he would be he wouldn't realize. And I was like, bro. Yeah, no. I'm not living there. It has baseboard heating. I can't I can't do it. Cause I remember my mom would get frustrated. Like we couldn't put our couch on a certain wall. Yeah. And if we could, it would make our room so much bigger. And my dad's like, no, we can't do that. And if we did, it would have to be so far away from the wall, which then makes the room smaller. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to do that. (laughs) But no. So sometimes I will, I will say I go to bed with socks on, but I don't necessarily, I'm very air code again, sleep with them on. But if I will subconsciously take them off, I don't wake up with them on. I, do. I, I could probably go in my bed right now, and if I lifted up the sheet, there are probably, like, three pairs of hidden socks. Because <laughs> I've probably taken them off and didn't know it. I wonder if guys thought I was weird back in my, like, sleeping around days. And they were like, this bitch is getting up to put socks on. This bitch is getting up to look for the sock that she lost. What is she doing? <laughs> I think it's, like... Whatever. Fuck you. I'm not weird. I was cold. I don't know. I used to also, <laughs> I used to also sleep with, like, full-blown... See, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the night. Because sometimes I sleep with, like, full-blown, like, pajamas on. Like, when I yeah. say pajamas, like, you know, like, sweats or pajama pants, a comfy t-shirt, no bra. And if I'm cold enough, I'll put, like, a long sleeve shirt on. But generally, it's a t-shirt. And then, if I'm feeling it, which generally I'm already in the bed, if I'm, like, reading or watching TV, I might have socks on. But I don't know. I don't wake up with them on. Do you fall asleep with the TV on? No. I always do. And people tell me that's why I have bad dreams. Because my brain can't shut down. No, I... can hear everything. I used to. And I would say that I don't anymore because I had a baby. Understood. I... I yeah. And even before that, we really didn't either. But we were... I was... I was up until... Ever since I've known Sam before we had Remy, I was working bar shifts. Oh, yeah. So... It wasn't like I needed it on. I was like, I was already tired, so I just went to bed. In high school, yeah, I would have the TV on, but that was like a luxury because we didn't have any problems. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. If I was, am really tired, I don't need anything on. Yeah. But other than that, every night, I need to have Jersey Shore playing. So, the, yeah, and that, that could be, that, I'm, and I totally agree with the fact that that's like a security thing because it's sound, it's other things going on. But, like, I don't turn it off. Like, I'll wake up and Netflix or Hulu's, like, you still watching? I'm like, yep. And hit play. Oh, yeah, and I go right wrong. back to sleep. But, it, yeah. I mean, if that's how you go to... There's people who listen to music or white noise or yeah. podcasts. I'm sure they turn those back on, too. Yeah. I just... I don't anymore. And I know it's not been that long, but it's weird to remember that I did. Yeah. Only because my brain is intuitive to hear Remy. That was, like, we stayed... When we went to Virginia to go house hunting... We were staying at our friend Solana's house, and the one on my birthday night, Mm -hmm. Solana had to, so it was not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, Solana had to close down Big Weddies. So she spent the, like, early part of the day with us, and then that night we watched football, me, Sam, and her fiancé, Chris, and we are, Remy was already asleep, and then the boys had fallen asleep, and I was thinking about staying up for Solana, but I was like, nah. No, I'm going to go to bed. And then I, I mean, once I went in there, I instantly fell asleep. But as soon as she got home, I woke up. Yeah. I didn't, like, get up, like, out of bed or anything. But, like, I heard her. 
So the next day she was off and she was talking to us and she was like, I really hope I didn't wake anybody up. And I was like, no, I mean, like, I heard you get home. I heard you, you know, like their dog. She has a dog. So she was like talking to the dog and whatever. I was like, no, I heard you for a little bit, but it wasn't anything big. And she was like, oh my God, I woke you up. I'm so sorry. Sam was like, um, no, she now wakes up to anything, but it's not like she, it's bothered. Yeah. And he knows that. And at the same time, like, I can't even be mad because I don't work. So, like, when he was working, that was, like, and I was breastfeeding. So, I was, like, if I heard any noise from her. Oh, that makes sense. I was awake. And it wasn't, like, he had the option. He never needed to get up with her at night because he didn't have boobies. Right. So, like, he never even had to give her a bottle at night because I never was not home. So... Whenever he says that, like, I, it's not even, like, a situation for me to be, like, you don't even hear her crying? Yeah. Because he never had to hear her crying. Even when she's sick, like, I can't even be mad at him. When she, because she's in her crib now, she's not in her room. Yeah. Like, I can't even be mad at him. Yeah. I, could, I could hear her and then wake him up and be like, hey, you go get her. But what's the point? I'm already awake. Right. Like, I'm not going to, not going to sacrifice him True. if I'm already awake. That makes sense. So that was never that was never a problem. So I also hear everything. So I think that's why I don't have the TV on. I, I feel like I need to hear it. Yeah. I used to think like I couldn't sleep well in like new places, you know, or just like. But no, I've real I've grown out of that. Like, like which did is you prob- sleep well here while we yeah. were gone? Yeah, and it's probably maybe it's problematic because I I used to sleep really really heavy to where like I wouldn't wake up to anything. Yeah, and my mom would be like, "Hey, we got to work on this. Like, what's going on? Like, why are you sleeping so hard? Like, you didn't hear any of this." And I'm like, "No." She's like, "Okay, that's not okay. Yeah, <laughs> we got to fix this." But now it's like I do wake up to noise sometimes, or if it's some like okay, so for our complex. They always pick the day I'm off to decide to landscape. And so I always wake up to it. And I'm just like, what the hell? Or I live right by the Air Force Base. So they always play oh, their, like... The summer camp the song. The summer camp song at 7. And I hear it. And I'm like, what? You still always hear it? Mm-hmm. I heard it this morning. And I hear it every night at 10. What? Is it 10 now? I didn't Not hear it yet. yet. Oh, we're going to hear it in five minutes. Yeah. The first time I... Okay, so this is funny. Bree lives... I don't think we've ever told them. As in you listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> Them as in our audience. Like, at 10 o'clock every night and at 7 a.m. every morning, mm-hmm. the Air Force Base plays their song. I'm sure maybe we've referenced it, but we never <laughs> talked about it. Because Brie lives, like, li- one, st- like, it's, like, like a block. Yeah, it's, it's not It's seriously, far. like, a block over. So it's super loud to you. Yeah. I live definitely, like... If you were to straight shoot it where they're playing it, it's not, it's actually not that far, but if you were to straight shoot it from here to like where they fucking trumpet it, maybe three miles. Mm-hmm. It's loud. It's loud. I mean, I can hear it from here. So I can't imagine it's what it sounds like at your house. house. And the first time I heard it, I was so pissed because I had to work a double that day and I never worked doubles at the restaurant. It was like years ago. I never worked doubles because I had school every day. Yeah. And it just so happened I was done with school. My boss was like, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you work this Friday double for me? And I was like, yeah, because, you know, you were very lenient with my schedule with school, so I'll yeah. do that for you. And I didn't have to be to work till 10, but I woke up at 7 to that summer camp music. And I was so pissed. I got on Facebook and I was like, 
whoever played that fucking summer camp song on Dorchester Road, hope you have really bad diarrhea today. <laughs> and then I found out later on, I was like, oh, it's the Air Force Base. <laughs> That's how they wake up there. God bless the trumpeter. <laughs> right? Like, I take back what I said. I hope you didn't have diarrhea. Please, please don't be too busy to make sure that we're okay. I never knew what it was. I don't hear it. Like, I can't hear it in the morning, but definitely, like, whenever me and Bree have hung out or, like, if we ever have anything going on in the evening, if it's quiet inside... And if I realize what time it is, I can hear it. Mm-hmm. But almost every time that we podcast, I can hear it. So yeah. they, won't, I mean, you won't be able to hear it on the like right now. Like they won't be able to hear it on the recording, but like me and you will hear yeah. it. Yeah. I guess it's so loud in the morning because like there's nothing going on in the morning time. True. And I it was. Ugh. Man, that one day I was so pissed. I could have fought everybody. I was like, who is doing this right now? <laughs> I have a long day. I was like, this, yeah, I was pissed. I never went to work. I was complaining about it because I'm dramatic. And I was like, that was some bullshit. <laughs> and then someone commented on my post. They were like, I think that's the military base. I was like, <laughs> oh. You're like, shit, I do live right next door to that. I never thought about it. I'm a dick. <laughs> I don't even know. I'll have to ask Sam. I I guess I never thought about it till now. I don't think they do that even for the students. Maybe. I know they did it for, for basic training. I don't know, because I know that base has, like, a hair salon on it, because I almost worked on it. So I don't know. I thought it was just, like, military housing back there. Oh, no, that's a whole base. I go to the doctor on that base. Oh, so they have, like, so the nukes and guys can stay on there? So, no... I go the Air Force Base is what you live by. Yeah, yeah. And I go to that. Gotcha. I go to the Air Force Base for the doctor. Gotcha, gotcha. They have a gas station. They have a grocery yeah. store. They have a mall. They have a gym. They have a, a doctor's clinic. They have housing. They have. They're building a hotel for like if your family comes to stay. Ooh. Great. I mean, like your your military personnel family member has to come get you. Like you couldn't just like go on base. Yeah, yeah. Like even sure. if you wanted to, like they do have a a barber shop on base so like mm-hmm. even if you work there as a civilian they would give you like a civilian card yeah because when i because they check every car I got the job and the girl was like just make sure you bring all your stuff so we can do this give you a clearance i'm like okay cool. yeah it's a full clearance it's like background yeah. check but I, the only reason why i didn't do it was because it was only temporary it was only for like four months yeah and i was like i can't sign up for a job for only four months right then i'm gonna want the job after the four months and i don't know what to do i'm like no i'm like checking the time now to wait wait till i hear it because it's like a minute away i want to know if it happens like right at 10 yep have you ever watched um maybe not because i was young watching it so it probably wouldn't have been your cup of tea but it was called bug juice and it was summer camp and the summer camp was like in north carolina and it came on disney and i'd come home from school and I'd watch that, and then I'd watch Lizzie McGuire. May- I think I did. And it's like, bug juice, it doesn't come in a jar. Bug juice comes from who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So And then they made bug juice. Like, the real... Yeah, the drink. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Drink. Yeah. Okay, so maybe, maybe you do know what I'm talking about. But that, that can't... Okay. Wait, it's 10 o'clock now. I have to listen. Maybe it's not 10 o'clock to them. <laughs> maybe. Sometimes it really does depend on how the wind blows. <laughs> I do live far enough. We don't hear it every time. Oh, okay. Yeah, because at my house, I would hear it right now if it were playing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. <laughs> Fuck you, guys. We were waiting. Well, damn. The one time we're waiting. <sighs> it's funny because when we recorded our past episode, it wasn't a Tuesday and 
it's so weird because it's totally days of the week on how like the trajectory of how the airport works. Oh my god, I haven't seen one since. I have not seen one. Yeah, the planes are the rapid. planes. How, I mean, I, I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. Like now, I hear one. It's really high though. That's like a takeoff plane. They I, they can't hear it though because even when we have low ones and I listen back you can't it's not not prevalent to them but I get so mad at myself that I have like this huge fear of planes because flying is really cool like when I do like the when I left Puerto Rico I was on that plane by myself and it was nighttime and I looked over and I saw all the lights and everything and I was like this world is so much bigger than me. I'm so small, actually, in the grand scheme of things. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. But then, like, oh, you put me on a plane during the middle of the day. I'm like, I ain't be drunk. I can't do this. Really? Sober. I can't do it sober. I can't. I can't. But at night, you're okay? That night, I was okay, and I wasn't drunk or anything. It was just like... I also had a layover in, like, Fort Lauderdale. No, I didn't. That's a lie. I think we already talked about this. Where I, ugh, I had the layover... Like, they were, our plane ran late. And they were like, oh, you have connecting flights. People who have the connecting flights need to get off first. Mm. And my grandma's calling me. And she's like, we're coming to the airport to get you. And I'm like, okay. But then everyone stood up on the plane. And I'm yeah, on the phone and I'm bitching that. about it. And, like, one lady's like, well, if you would have told so-and-so, they would have first. I'm like, bitch. The attendant said for yeah. everyone to sit down. Oh, I'm a, I'm a huge. I feel bad. I would never want to be a flight attendant because... I know how I am flying, and usually my connectors, not usually, a handful, I've flown a lot, but a handful of my flights have been, I have had a handful that are less than an hour layover. Yeah. Because if, even if your flight, even if your layover flight leaves, let's say, let's say you land at 8.30, and your connecting flight leaves at 9.40. Yeah. But it's only an hour. But they start loading that fucking Hell flight yeah, they do. like twenty five minutes beforehand. Yeah. I'm trying to make it. I have missed. I have missed a flight by minutes by running. Girl, and that's not my jam. And mm-hmm. so I know that myself. And I'm so sorry for anybody if you're a if you're a a fucking what is it called a flight attendant. I'm sorry, but I am rude, and I don't mean to be rude. I'm not rude in the beginning. I I will tell you, I'm. How do I say this? I am, I am assertive. I will okay. tell you, hey, 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 excuse me. Um, my, I have a, I have a connecting flight. It's very soon. I need to go. And they're always like, okay, well, and I, all my fucking flights, whenever I book them, I'm always in like the fucking back. I hate that. Always. So they're like, okay, well, you know, it, it's filed out. And I'm like, cool. Well, and I'm always really nice. Like, if I, even if I'm, like, a window seat and it's on a big – sometimes I've been on a big plane every once in a while where there's, like, three people next to me. I'll let them know, like, hey, I have, like, 20 minutes to make my flight. They're, those people are usually pretty yeah. cool. They'll let me sneak past them to get my shit to go. I'm also kind enough where I'm not going to, like, fucking elbow my way through. Right. But I'm also going to tell you, as I might want to elbow through, hey, I'm going to get past you real quick because I got this shit really quick. Yeah. Like, I literally almost didn't make that flight. Like, I was, <gasps> like, talking to my grandma. I was like, I got to go. I got to try to make this flight. And luckily enough, when I got off that plane and I walked inside, the next gate I needed to walk into was right across and I was like, thank God. Oh, that never they took my to me. ticket and I got right in. And I was just like, oh, 
Ooh, that never happens. If I would have gotten stuck there, I'd be like, call it a day. My life starts now in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. This is a new life. I don't care. No, I've def- I have def- I have missed flights, and I've missed connectors, and had to sit and wait, and ugh, it was never fun. I have done that, and ugh. But flying's so fun, so I hate that I have, like, this tainted memory I wouldn't say of fun. It. I would definitely... Okay. I don't mind it. I love airports. Let's go. Okay, wait. While we talk... Okay. I wouldn't say fun. My idea... If I know, especially if I'm flying alone. So if I'm like going somewhere and I'm flying alone, my take on it is that I am spending, it's like self-care. I'm spending the time for myself. I'm doing, like I'm conscious of my own being. I know what my connector is. I'm in total self-awareness, self-control of my own trip. I am doing what needs to be done for myself if I want to read a book if I want to listen to a podcast if I want to listen to music if I want to watch a movie like I'm it is all about me for that whole day that's what I like I like that it's I'm doing this trip for by myself even if I'm with another person like even if Sam and I travel together him and I are traveling but like our downtime spent in an airport is for me yeah like he can listen to whatever music he wants he can read his own articles his books his magazines do whatever if he wants a coffee and i don't go get yourself a fucking coffee i don't want one if i want to have a salad if i want to have like i enjoy the trip spent in an airport i would say if you if you can put it if you can put stress away from it it's a self-care moment yeah. Does that make sense? I, I, yeah. The last I tangented it on that for a second. But it's, no, you're good. I think it's a self-care moment on how you dictate a schedule. Yeah. I always feel so high-toned when I'm by myself and I'm in an airport. because the In one, a good way or a bad way? Good way. Because I feel so much cooler than what I actually am. Because <laughs> I'll, like, the last time I was in an airport by myself, I was waiting on my flight to leave Puerto Rico and I just sat at the bar and I just drank Long Islands and I just people watched and people watching I love people watching airport because it's it's great and then I think people watching as an only child is so much better is that is that conceited as an only child I mean I'm not gonna say no (laughs) I mean I'm not gonna say yes that's what I meant to say like I don't know I think that people watching as an only child it is my Thing. <laughs> <gasps> I because love it. I, like I build conversations in my head. I'm like, I wonder what they're saying. I wonder what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting here drinking a Long Island. Yeah. And they're um, like, what is this bitch doing? She just ordered another Long Island. Living my best life. Meanwhile, while I'm drinking those Long Islands, I bought a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And that's <gasps> sitting on the bar right next to me. <laughs> I'm like, the bartender's like, what are you about to do? I was like, I'm about to go home. Like, oh, well, I see you. Did you buy it in a bookstore? At the airport? Yeah. The best book I ever, one of the best books I have ever, ever read was from an airport. Yeah. I, I feel like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is one of my favorite books. Ooh, I need to read it. Oh, I'll give it to you. It's so good. You'll trade me for the book I gave you. Have you read that Yeah, yet? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I have like maybe 30 pages left. But that book's good because it's literally a guy and he's just like, it's a bunch of essays. Mm-hmm. And then he's literally just telling you like, this is how you do not care. Yeah, like you might need to learn how to not care, and this Ooh, is how I you read don't that. care. I the book that I bought in an airport was called. I just found out they're making a movie out of it. If they didn't already, it's called "The Art of Racing in the Rain," 
and it's about a, it's in a dog's perspective. Oh, nice. I think I, I th- no, my, I know my mom and dad read it, and I bought it coming home from spring break with my friend from Fort Myers Beach, and it's called The Art of Racing in the Rain, and, like, the owner is a race, like, a car racer, but he has this dog who he tells everything to and then takes on races sometimes like he'll practice but i'll take his dog and then later without spoiling spoiling the book the dog something happens the dog dies oh and uh he comes into a new race and the 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 previous owner of the dog because it's written in the dog's point of view Oh, it's so good. I can't, I'm not going to, I can't, but I bought that at a, at a airport and I read it, most of it on the way home because normally I get really car sick. Yeah. But I don't get airplane sick. Yeah. So I was able to read it and I read, I must have read, I must have bought it on the way there because I read it by the time I got home and I didn't read it there. So I read it on the plane ride because we had direct flights and, uh, I would say that was one of, like, my best book purchases because on how I bought and read it. Yeah. For the, like, the quickness of it. That was one of my favorites. It's so wild how things stick with you. Yeah. Because I remember a direct quote from that book and the guy said, that's the moment I learned that I shouldn't give a fuck about things that I didn't need to give a fuck about. Yeah. And I was like, wow! And that quote has stuck with me forever. Like, stop caring so much about things. Like, it wasn't your time to care about that. Like, it wasn't your place to care about that. And that quote has stuck with me for so long. And I'm just like, wow. That was a good book. And then I remember my boss, because that, um, I wasn't, I was supposed to be home. And she was just like, are you okay? Oh, yeah, because you guys miss a flight to start. Yeah. She's like, are you going to be okay? And I'm like, yeah. And I screenshot her. I took a picture of the book. I sent it to her. I was like, I'm good. I got my book. I got my Long Island. I'm going to be just fine. She's like, oh my God, I hope you learned so much. (laughs) And I did, and they came back, and I told them to fuck themselves. Yeah, no quit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was the hair salon you used to work at. No, right? that was the catering job I had. Oh, you're right. Okay. <sighs> no, life is weird. Life is weird. Yeah. How it hands you the cards that you're dealt. Right. Like I needed that book, and I didn't yeah. know why. And then that moment, once I quit that job, I was like, oh, now I know I needed that book. Like that guy put some wisdom in my ears. And I need no, that. I've definitely felt that way about certain things. Even if, like, even if it's not a book, not even if it's not book related, like, even if it's, um, your friend just saying something to you and you're like, not even if, or like a story that a friend shares with you and you're like, wow, like six months ago that happened to me too, and now it's happening to you and you're dealing with it the same way I did. Yeah, like I've had clarity moments where it's like. Not only, you know how, like, life presents you weird shit. Mm -hmm. The universe pulls out everything and hands them to Mm -hmm. you. And then, have you ever had the moment where you realize that the universe is playing a card for you to deal to another person? Have you ever had that happen to you? Give me an example. I don't, I don't, I don't have an example. Like, um, okay, uh, harsh example. Not to you. When things didn't work out with my ex-husband, mm-hmm. super young, dumb, it was a, you know, a military marriage. 
super young and dumb. The way it was dealt with was non-conventional. Yeah. Should have been dealt with differently. The way that I met Sam and all that. When it had happened to somebody else, I was able to give certain advice that no longer benefited me. Yeah. But because something happened to me, when somebody came to me who didn't want to be... They were getting married. They actually didn't get married. But when they were getting ready to get married, realized that they didn't want to. Yeah. And they weren't sure of what their reasoning was. And whether it had to do with themselves or that there was another party present, I had weird advice to give them. Yeah. And now it's been six years. And those people are about to get... Those new people are about to get married. And my situation wasn't ideal, but the misery that I went through, if that girl would have gone through something that wasn't going to benefit her and she wasn't sure of, I had experience. And the way that she asked me questions, it was like, it was literally like flash, this isn't even a word, flash backish. Mm-hmm. Like it was like triggering. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And when it was triggered to me, I was able to say, like, certain things. But the universe was never going to tell me when I was going through all of those things. You're going to be put through this because maybe later on you could help another person. Right. And here I And then there I was. <clears throat> I haven't, like, I guess I haven't been able to, like, give what I've learned to someone else. But I have been in... Uh, experiences in the past couple of weeks where like I took a lift and the guy was talking to me and he starts talking to me about religion and he's like starts talking to me about like how he got saved and all this stuff and then I'm sitting in the back and I'm listening and he's like so what's going on with you and I just started talking to him and I just felt very free to talk to him yeah and then, like, he prayed with me, and I was like, this is cool. This was supposed to happen for a reason. Like, yeah. everything, all of this was supposed to happen for a reason. Because, like, I still think about him every day, and, like, yeah. he gave me his card, and he was like, hey, this is my church, and all this stuff, and I'm just like, I was supposed to meet him that day. And that was bold of him. Right. To pro- I mean, I know most people, like, and I don't mean this in any, like, like condescending type of way, who who talk about their church and their religion. Obviously, that's something they're proud of, they're a part of. That's a, yeah. that's a membership and a club that they're a part of. But not everybody on, like, a receiving end is as open. Right. So, like, for him to say something like that to you, and it just so happened that you were going through something and accepting of his advice yeah. is... That, that will stick with you forever. And it's not the first time that happened. Remember when I got the Kabbalah bracelet mm-hmm. when I was at Barnes & Noble? And then it happened again when I was in New York. And I was just like, yeah, what is the world trying to tell me right now? Like, what's going on? Because when it happened at Barnes & Noble, that girl tripped me out. She was just like, hey, I want to talk to you for a second. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And, and we went to the little Starbucks area. And she was like, I feel like you're going through a lot right now. So let's talk. And then she gives me the bracelet. And I talk to her. And she's just like. Yeah, you know, she just gave me a bunch of, like, really solid advice that wasn't really religious-based. Just, just the bracelet was yeah. only religious-based about it. And she was just like, but if you ever feel inclined, you know, <clears throat> to call or want to hang out, like, we can do that. And I was like, wow. 
And I remember texting you, and I was like, this mm-hmm. just... And I posted on Snapchat. I was like, this just happened. No, you texted... The first time. The first time. I didn't know. The second yeah, time I, I posted on Snapchat, and I was like, this just happened, and this is wild, because this week sucked. And I was just like... And the, <laughs> my mom was like, do you think it's a cult? I was like, I don't know. But if it was or is, I was totally susceptible to joining a yeah, cult yeah. that day, because she was so nice. Like... <laughs> Uh, I think like when you're least expecting things, things happen. Whether that's like religion or a book in a bookstore or somebody's advice or anything. Like things are brought to your attention from other people's experiences. And it's like a weird higher enlightenment. Yeah. I know that's like weird to say out loud, but like everybody's experienced so many crazy weird things. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when you, like, decide to, like, like, like not even attach, like, when you meet somebody and if you feel, like, an energy or, like, a, a story, depending on how you approach it, there's a way of connection. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And I feel like we, airports are a good place to yeah. do that. I've met some wild people that have just, like, stopped me and were like, oh, whether it's your a book- presence is he- a little bit heavy. Yeah. What's going on? Like, what's wrong? And, like. Me, I'm just like, oh, I'll tell you this, that, and the third. Yeah. I do. And then they're just like, well, how can we figure this out? And they give me advice. And I'm just like, okay. All right. But I also feel like I don't walk around with this, like, very, like... No, you're not walking around with, like, a strong, mm-hmm. depressive demeanor. No. So I'm like, where is this coming from? But, like, people just flock to me and tell me things about myself all the time. And I actually do enjoy it. It's interesting. But you're not getting the same thing. It's not like, hi, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. Right, no. my book. You're also not like, you know, running around and then they're like, here, this is my pastor's name. Mm -hmm. Or here, 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 I'm a member of this cult. You know, you should join. Like, you just get connection with people. And I feel like that's important. That's, like, that by energy standpoint. Like, I hope we don't lose people on this, but I'm saying that I'm saying it as like radiating something for somebody to pick up. Yeah. I feel like that's something that everybody can get down with where it's not based on something else. So like if we all forgot anything that we were ever taught or read, you can tell like what somebody's going through. That's why you decide to talk to the person next to you in line at the fucking bakery Mm -hmm. or you're sitting next to somebody at a bar and you just want to tell them something and you do because Mm -hmm. you just like kind of vibe from them because you just heard them order like you just heard the way they talked yeah like you just kind of can like grasp that i do that quite often without pushing something like there doesn't have to be like something pushed yeah and i think that that's like that's that's something important in humanity man you're right. You're right on all accounts. That's probably that. super deeper than our listeners were ever used to, but... Well, it works if you work it. It works if you work it. <laughs> and that's, I think, taking a shot for. Let's do it. And we're back. <laughs> we're not coming back with you with some would you rallers. I think that last week's was... Ugh. I couldn't find good ones. <sighs> I'm still so hung up on, I ask literally everybody I know. About drought or fire. Yep. We went to, on Sunday, we went, our friends of ours, our Navy friends, me and Sam, went with our friends. We, they're getting ready, though they just sold their house. 
and they're going to be moving hopefully to Texas. He's doing some uh, job interviews because um, he's getting out of the Navy. Gotcha. Jared is. And we get there because she listens. Yeah. So she, we get there and she was like, hey, Jared, um, do you want to drown or die by fire? <laughs> he was like, Kayla, <laughs> what do you mean? And Sam's like, wait a minute, hear her out. Because <laughs> his poor ass has heard it for like three weeks. Oh, yeah. And we even talked about it in the car. So he was like, I don't know, I think I'd rather, and he's like, I don't know, I think I'd rather die by fire. Which is funny for me because he is an ex submariner. So he worked on submarines. Like he was deployed on submarines. Yes. Which is like crazy for me to admit that I'd rather die by drowning, but submarines are my biggest fear. But I'm more scared of like the ship, the boat that goes underwater than I am of the fact of drowning i think i think i'm more afraid of the vessel gotcha so you would never go on a cruise i can't say i would no like sam has been asking and asking and asking and i was like no like i don't think i could i don't think i could i don't think i could i i I, i'm anxious talking about it i can't not see land i think you'd be fine on a cruise just because there's so many things going on you wouldn't even realize that you're on the water like, I even asked one of my bosses. I Except like, I would know I'm not. True. Like, I don't think that my anxiety... And I don't mean to, like, throw this out as, like... Like, I have diagnosed anxiety. Like, it's not like I'm just, like, scared to go on a cruise. Like, right. I don't think that my actual anxiety would allow me to be comfortable on a fucking cruise. I'd just rather go to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let's go to Disney. <laughs> I don't know. I just think I'm... I think it's more, I think it's more like, um, I can't see land and I don't like that I can't see land. Yeah. But I even asked a boss, uh, one of my older bosses, I was like, uh, she has cruises a lot. And I was like, am I going to be nervous? She said, once you get on there, you're not going to realize you're on water. Like you won't feel it. Because there's so many things going on. Like, you're not going to feel the boat. I'd rather, I'd rather spend the money to go to... Anywhere. <laughs> Understood. So, like, that that's just my own fear. But, like, I thought it was funny that she's a listener. She's a friend of ours that I think I've said before, our friend Kayla. Yeah. That I didn't realize who was a listener. And she brought up on New Year's Eve, she was like, you know, like... She brought up, like, points that we had made before, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize, like, you listened. She's like, oh, shit, I listen at work. (laughs) And so when we got there, she was like, she, like, called her husband out, and she was like, you know, do you want to drown or or die by fire? He's like, oh, fire all day. Same. And I was like, are you kidding? Well, she agreed with me. I think she said fire. And so now I'm, like, living my life through classifying everybody I know. (laughs) If it's fire or drowning. Fire all the way, man. So, I feel like we have to take a break from Would You Rather, because I'm still (laughs) stuck on, (laughs) who the hell do I know (laughs) who wants to drown with me? (laughs) Or die by fire with Brie? Or die by fire, dude. I'll pass out. I did hear a good point from Christina, one of our listeners. She had said, 
how she would rather die by fire. I even asked her. She said, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I'd rather die by fire because maybe the smoke would get to me first. Mm -hmm. And I gave her a good point. I said, what has been fascinating to me is that everyone is assuming you are dying by fire in an enclosed area. True. We didn't give any stipulations. True. We We gave no stipulations. And everybody, even you, have given the fact that you would die by smoke inhalation. Yeah. And then she was like, well, you know, there even though there were no stipulations, that gives room for assumption, mm-hmm. which is true. Because then I gave her my reasoning, which is my reasoning is like deep sea calm death. Yeah. Let's say I'm on a cruise, it sinks like the Titanic. Yeah. I'm on a calm, like, calm sea, like the movie. Mm-hmm. I just drown. But what if it was, like, treacherous seas and I'm fucking being concated by waves and I just die? Or what if... I don't know, like... Treacherous seas are like a rapid river. What if I'm, like, kayaking down a river and I hit, like, rapid water and yeah. I, like, hit my head and I drown? Yeah. I'm just assuming... I'm dying by calm, drowning death. True. It would be the same as you assuming that you're dying by smoke inhalation. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to enter stipulation because I'm actually fascinated by what everybody's thinking. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, you want to throw it in. You can die by whatever you want to die by. But if it was drowning or or fire, I guess the our best question it's like what do you imagine yeah because i instantly imagine just like me being in a a building that would do that but if my body was like doused in gasoline and someone just like lit me on fire that'd be terrible and i wouldn't want to die that way yeah because you would literally die by fire like mm-hmm. i asked i asked my husband i asked sam i said what if it was literally like your flesh was on fire like you're still gonna feel it to an extent Whereas, like, even if, I don't know, I would still take rapid river fucking drowning. Because I would still be attempting to gasp for air, and I would just end up passing. I would probably drown before I passed out. That's not even a lie. I would be drown, literally drowning. But I would, and I would be trying, and it would be awful. Yeah. No part of me is, like, making this glorious. Right. Well, but my skin's not on fire. I'm still sticking with drowning. I mean... Are you still sticking with fire? Yeah. For the... Yeah. Like, I... <clears throat> yeah. For the simple fact of, like, I'm going on a cruise in a couple of weeks, but that doesn't scare me. But other than that, I don't go kayaking. I don't. I don't do all these things. And if I... That would be a fear in my head. And then the only other way I could see myself drowning is someone, like, putting my head in a body of water. And that's how I drowned. And so that alone is just terrifying. You know? That's how I think of it. Because I wouldn't put myself in situations to drown. Mm. But the fire thing I feel like that could happen anytime in any building if the building were to fall and crumble on me and catch on fire like 
I guess you're right. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm, and, and I'm not saying I'm putting myself in situations to drown, but I don't know. I think that <sighs> I am not glorifying gasping for air in a body of water, but I would be, it would be like, I would be fighting for it, but I wouldn't be hurting while fighting for it. I just couldn't breathe, which while you're in a situation with fire, you're still grasping for air, but you're fucking burning. Your skin yeah. is burning. You're still gonna feel it until you can't feel it while trying to breathe. Whereas if I'm drowning, I'm exerting all of my muscles, I still can't breathe, and then I die. But I'm not fucking burning. Mm. Water's just like a fear in general, so I, I gotta stick with fire still. That's understandable. <clears throat> I'm also still, like, terrified of fire. I'm still terrified of water. Yeah. But I'm not saying that, like, I'm, like, trying. I'm also not going on cruises. I'm not, I'm not yeah. doing those things. <sighs> yeah, I'm going on one in a couple of weeks. And I told one of my friends, I was like, hey, I might have a meltdown once or twice on the boat. Because I'll remember that. Emma is scared. I'm on a boat, <laughs> you know, and I'm in open water and I can't swim. No, you'll be fine. So I'll remember that, but then I'll freak out for a minute and then I'll be okay. <laughs> what do you think that they would be like, who can't swim? They're going to throw you on a boat? I mean, nowadays There's they have like rafts and stuff. Like, ugh, it's 2020. If I'm dying on a cruise ship, that cruise ship line needs to be shut the fuck down. <laughs> like... <laughs> And it's carnival. Carnival okay. has enough money. They yeah. got enough shit. You're right. It's I, not. I, I it's not Titanic days. Yeah. If I am, that's a problem. And whoever <laughs> let me on their goddamn raft is a piece of shit, and I will haunt them for the rest of their lives. And if not, Patricia will get the law involved. Oh, she will. It's her favorite <laughs> thing to do. Oh, she will. Who do I need to call? I don't know. I'm still sticking. I'm still sticking to my guns. We were talking earlier how uh, Apple users, iPhone users, we all have Siri. My Siri is a British male. Ooh, and mine is an Australian woman. Yeah. But, like, we were able to set them Mm -hmm. as, like, what... Because generally, I think when you get your phone, it's a woman. It's an American woman when you get your phone. And I think that... It's, we were talking because we were, what did we even ask her? I can't remember now. A definition of something, I can't remember. We, uh, reciprocity. Word. There you go. We were talking about reciprocity. You know, the, the act of doing something for another and what you get out of it. We were just checking the definition. And I have my series set to where if I ask her out loud, my phone will unlock and it will, she'll answer. And for some reason today she decided not to answer for me. So I told I told Bree, I said, why don't you ask your Siri? And so her Siri answered, and it was a male, and I was kind of shocked. Only because mine has always been a female. Mm. I did change her voice because she used to be Siri American, and I changed her to like for fun, like woman um, Australian. Yeah. And when her phone answered, it was well, it what was it? British male. British male. I and just it, changed it. It, it just Indian like set male. me back. Funny and like not that it mattered, but it was like, isn't it funny how you like have weird 
uh, like what's the word like weird preferences for like weird things well like that's like i prefer male gynecologists Ooh, for the simple fact that they're not a woman so if i go to them and i say this doesn't feel right they can't say oh well i know what that feels like right do this they're just like oh no we're just gonna run everything we're just gonna go through every test and everything just to figure out what's wrong right and i'm not against that and when i when i went to the when i originally went to the labor and delivery for remy my doctor at the time the on-call got a uh, ob-gyn was a male and that, that i had no problem with it i do know others who have had themselves and or their spouses who that who was bothered by by that well i think especially a lot of like younger men might be like i don't want them looking at my girls no i don't give a fuck that's still my own thing yeah no that's what i'm saying like if i'm having liver surgery you're not gonna care if it's a man or a male true a man or a female if i'm having any other type of thing done nobody's gonna care what it is and mine ain't the first one you've seen so it's not a big deal it's your job i used to be an esthetician and work at uh, a wax center and at first i was like i don't think i can wax other women's vaginas i don't think i'll be comfortable with it got to the point that shit was just a job i saw vaginas all day every day i was like whatever it is what it is let me get this hair off like what can i do like whatever we came to a point where me and you talked i was like do you want to wax me at home yeah like Vagina's vagina. Yeah. Like... And even if you're a man, like, same thing, like, even if you are a man, if you're a man listener and you were going to a... At that point... Men come in there. No, but I'm saying, like, even if you're a man and you're going to a physical, that's like the bend and cough type of thing. Oh, yeah. You're not going to care if it's a man or a woman. I just want you to make sure I'm okay. Yeah. So why do people... There are people who care whether or not their husbands are wives or wives are having their baby delivered by men or a man or a woman. I, I guess because I'm like legally in this realm of the world I'm single. So like if something like that or with me it'd be like I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'd prefer a male. Maybe not when I was giving birth because I feel like a woman would have more empathy with what I had going on, you know, if I was in a lot of pain, she would feel a little bit more. But when it comes to, like, a gyna visit, I'd rather it be a guy, because he doesn't know what I've got going on down here. Like, he's read books on it, but he doesn't have one. Right. So. I mean, at that point, I will say, from my experience with Remy, we started our labor process with a male gynecologist. He came in and did my original assessment when I got admitted to the labor and delivery department. But he had already left by the time she was born, and I had a woman deliver Remy. Yeah. But either way, it's not like me. It's not like I cared, and it was right. sure as fuck that even if Sam cared, mm, he yeah. wasn't gonna care for long because that that was what was happening. Yeah, at it's that not like point, he was gonna be able to stop it. He wasn't gonna, like, down. what was he gonna do? Shut my legs? Yeah. Like, are you kidding? No. I saw that meme trips me out. It's like, they walk out of the room for you to take your clothes off, but literally in five seconds, they're going to be in your snatch. Yeah, right. (laughs) When uh, the nurse walks out. (laughs) Oh, I'll give you a minute to get undressed. (laughs) And then she comes right back in. And honestly, that's the most awkward part, because it's like, while you're undressing, it's like, what if she opens the door? Right. I got to get on that table so fast. 
She's in my business anyway. And you still, do you not, okay, do you not cover your underwear up? Oh my god, of course I do. Every time. Okay. I like wrap it up in my jeans or whatever. There's nothing wearing... wrong with my underwear. Same, but it's just, it's just. But I always put like my jeans over it mm-hmm. or my shoes or something and I'm like. Am I fucking gynecologist? I've been going to her since I was. I don't know. Let's see. Okay, so. Like 14, 15, 16. No. Uh, no, because I went to, I had still had the same doctor from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. the guy, and then when I turned 14, I still went to him and he put me on birth control for the first time, but I mm-hmm. didn't have to do a You didn't have to go to an, smear or anything okay. like that. And when I had to do a pap smear, they kept telling my mom, because she would come in there with me, like, Hey, what, what year did you have to do a pap smear? The year I started having sex, so like 19. And you told them that? Mm-hmm. Because that's why I got... That's okay, why I got up. I got a... Pa- I... It, this is funny. Maybe for... This would maybe be enlightening for listeners, because I got a pap smear at 16 when I wanted birth control, which I was fine with. My mom was fine with me doing it. And then when my... I did it, my doctor told me, let's just check in every year. Yeah. So... Ever since I got birth control, I had a pap smear every year. The only reason I didn't was because I was just exceptionally honest. Oh, you know what? I was, I was, I'm not trying to throw, throw a business out, but I was having sex at 16. Yeah, and I wasn't. Okay. So that's why I didn't have to get one. Ooh, maybe like, that's why. So that's how it works. Well, that's what I was told how it works. It's like once you start having sex, you do have to start getting pap smears. Every year? Every year. Uh, me too. Yeah. Okay. This is where my argument comes in. Yeah. Not argument. I was getting my pap smears every year, and then when I was married and on my insurance change and I was off of my parents' insurance, I was getting pap smears every year. And I moved. I was still doing so when I lived in South Carolina because I've been with Sam for a while. Obviously, already having sex before him, but when I moved here, Mm -hmm. when I moved here, I was 20. Wait, 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 wait. 20, I don't even know what year. I, I can't do the math that, that fast because I'm really bad. I remember going in on my 21st year to get my birth control, like, re-upped for a prescription. And my doctor telling me, oh, like, you don't have to get a pap smear until you're 21. And I was like, but, like, I've been having sex. And she's like, no, like, that's okay. You don't have to come until you're 21. And even when you come when you're 21... You don't have to come for three years later. And I did hear that later on in life. Um, me, personally, because I'm a hypochondriac. Same. It's just easier for me to just be like, oh, it's time for me to get my birth control. They give it to me every year. I'll just go ahead and get a pap smear. I do the same thing. Every time I do it, my doctor's like, you know you don't need this. I'd rather I'm take like, it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I got insurance. Yeah. Let's just fucking... Go in there. Let's just... <laughs> I don't even have insurance, and I'm let's like, go in there. Let's just swab it out. And it's so funny, because my gynecologist... I'm such a prude when it comes to, like, going up in your business. I don't know why, because it's mine. But... Because, uh... There's been one time... Where I had a tampon stuck up there, <laughs> and I called Emma freaking out. This is the first time we talked about it. <laughs> I, I called, I got drunk one night, and I changed it at a bar, and I went home, and David and I had sex, and I didn't think about it, and then the next day, I went to take it out, and I couldn't get it. Like, I could 
feel it, but I couldn't get it. And I call Emma freaking out. And Emma's just like, okay. And she's like in her bathroom doing her makeup. Cause I remember her telling Sam to leave. Like she slept, shut the door. <laughs> so he couldn't hear her. This is so long ago. And I'm like laying on my couch and Emma's like, lay down, take a deep breath, try to be calm and just go up there and try to get it. And I did that. It was so funny. Cause like, she's literally on the phone and I'm talking to her and I'm like, okay, one second. And I lay down and I'm like, I can't get it. I can feel it, and I can't get it. And, like, years later, I told her a couple of weeks ago, I was like, dude, it took all of me to not ask you to come to my house and fucking take that shit out for me. She was like, I would have. In the same conversation, I said, Brie, I would have done that for you. If you're not friends with somebody, I want you to think about the fact that if they had a tampon stuck, if you're not willing to take that shit out of your fucking best friend's snatch. Dude, man, like... I did a hospital. It was like a four hundred dollar, and all they did was do like they were doing a pap smear and went in there and got it. And it's so funny because my gynecologist <sighs> at the time. I hate the hype around going to the gynecologist. I hate that. I never hated it for the simple fact that like she. I'm not. I'm not saying for like you and me to go. I'm just saying yeah. like the hype of like you're not going to tell somebody like I have a doctor's appointment. Yeah, I have to go to a gynecologist. Like. It's the same way as saying, like, I have to go to the eye doctor today. You know, I, my eyes are fucking fucked up. I yeah. need to get some glasses. That shouldn't be a big deal. That's, no. That should be you should be able to say, like, yeah. I'm going to the VJJ doctor, and he's going to get up in there, and he's going to make sure everything's cool. Yeah. Same way mm-hmm. as if men are going to go, when they're 50 years old, to get a colonoscopy to make sure that all their business is okay. For sure. But they only have to wait till they're 50. We have to go all the damn time. Yep. Because I, like... And then still have to go when we're 50 to get a colonoscopy. Yep. Because I, like... I was, my gynecologist is so funny because she was like, okay, do you have a preference on the size of the clamp she used? And I was like, can you use the smallest one, please? <laughs> so she would always use the smallest one for me. I've never had a doctor ask oh me God, that. Oh, my God, she would use the smallest one, and it was so great. And then I called one day to make an appointment, and they're like, she has left here. She works at the Presbyterian home now. Oh, my God. And my dumb ass, I was like, well, can I make an appointment at the Presbyterian home? <laughs> and the lady laughed, and I was like, no, I'm so serious. Wait, I have never... Wait, I'm resorting back. I have never had a doctor ask me the preference of clamp yeah, size. because she knew. Because the only reason why I told my mom was like, I'm, I need to have a pap smear. And so... Because I'm still on her insurance. This is when you were a virgin? This is when I started having sex. I was oh, okay, okay. I was on okay, insurance. Okay. I was on until I was 26. Yeah, yeah. And so she was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do that appointment No, I've you. never had a doctor and ask me. she should have asked me. And I was preference like, Preference of clamps. I haven't been, like, around that much. So, yeah, use the smallest one, please. Oh, my God. I've never had anybody ask me that. I'm and shocked. And ever since then, she would use the smallest size for me. And it was so great. And I always hated it, though, for the sense of, like, I'd always get a little lightheaded. I'm like, oh, this is strange. Because it's not You're for, just extra nervous. And it's not for enjoyment. No. Like, it's not like no. someone's going up there to pleasure you. She's yeah. She's going up there to fucking check your shit out. Like, that's not enjoyable. No, it's always nerve-wracking. Yeah, so she would always use the smallest one for me. And give me the nicest socks. Like You got socks? Yeah, because they have... I never got socks. socks on the little footrest thing. I never got that. And then that. she'd be like, 
but do you want some? And I'm like, oh my god, I have my own socks. But yeah, they will give you socks. Oh my god, that's why I was gonna go to the Presbyterian home. I was like, where's she at? I'll find her. Oh my god, I always. My mom has been in the hospital my whole life, and every time she would go, I would steal her goddamn hospital socks because I love hospital socks. The most expensive socks you will ever own. I saw David's, like, and I wear them. I love hospital socks, especially when you own a house with all wood floor. (laughs) Always get hospital socks. Oh my gosh, I never do that. Of them are so nice, like they're so mm, they've got grip on them. Like, they got, they got, on the they got good ass grip, yeah. I like them. Shit, you had the you had a good doctor then. No, I never had that, yeah. So I was gonna follow her ass. So the lady laughed at me on the phone. She was like, Uh, you can't go there. I'm like, are you sure? Because I will, <laughs> like, I will get down with the old folks. It's not a big deal. I'm here to see Dr. Barry Taylor. What's going on? Like, I just, just look at my snatch, but no, oh, yeah, I miss her. She was a nice lady. <laughs> nice lady to look at my snake. She was a nice lady. I was talking to my friend Sheldon the other day because he's going on the cruise with me. And I was like, just in casual conversation, I was like, well, I got to get my snatch waxed. And he was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, they wear bathing suits. I got to make sure like nothing's poking out, looking silly. And he was like, all right, Brie. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Understood. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry to say it like that that's what it is like <laughs> that's what i have to do you don't have to and that's cool well while we're being real most of our listeners are ladies so i'm not gonna be mad i let my business grow out a little bit right i'm married <laughs> i had a baby once <laughs> i lost i lost what's the word I lost commitment to my range. (laughs) So when I decided to get back into the game, I found out what it means when men trim. Oh, that that scruff, that rub. Their business. (laughs) And I decided to trim my, my business. I'll never go back. Go back to what? Shaving. Yeah, you should wax. Okay, that's expensive. Yeah, but it lasts for like eight weeks, and it's it's it, it's good. Mm-hmm. You well, should. But I also trimmed, and it didn't. It I looked close to smooth AF. Yeah. Without the pain of being smooth, and I can do it from home. True. 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 I remember when I worked Cause at Because I, I don't have to wait as long as maybe I did. But, like, I tried it because I, like, like Sam does it. Like, I don't care what, like, I really, like, when you think about it, like, I don't care what a man looks like. Right. Because you're not all up in the total business. Right. Whereas, like, our business is, mm-hmm. you're, if you, you have a good man, they're, they're, they're up close and personal with, with their business. And... I don't know. I, 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 uh, I waited a long time. So I was like, you know, let me just try and trim it. Yeah. So I did. And I trimmed, I mean, I trimmed it close. I did a good job and it looked as if I had shaved it like days before hmm. and it was just now like growing in and without the like hassle yeah. of dealing with it when it grows in. So I totally get the, the vibe of like getting it waxed. Like, yeah. But I didn't pay for it. Yeah. And it was only, like, that. And I would just do it again. 
the first time I got a wax was because I was training at a wax center. And it was me and another girl training. So she had to wax me and I had to wax her. And I remember calling David and I was like, so, you ready to mess around with like a, a 15-year-old a dolphin? snatch? And he was just like, that's gross. Don't ever say that again. Oh. Like, I would never fuck a 15-year-old. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> he was 30. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I know, but like, that's what I feel like a kid right now. Like, got nothing going on. <laughs> Well, I can't lie. I kind of felt the same way, only because I I trimmed it, like, literally with, like, a plug-in trimmer. <laughs> and I... I'm only laughing because of your expression. You're, like, like a literally with a plug-in literally trimmer. Literally with a plug-in trimmer. But it's so personal preference. Mm-hmm. Like, some, some dudes don't care. Some dudes kind of care. And some dudes really care. And if you hit, like, the medium... Like where I'm at, <laughs> and he's not gonna give a fuck if you're only medium trimmed. Yo, if I was single again and I was with some guy and he was like, "Oh, I don't like this," I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm a busy lady. I got shit going on. I'm working." Like, get no. Nah. Literally, okay. Let's pretend if you're a sh- if you're a shaver. When I trimmed, I was at like day three, when I trimmed. Hmm. Without the razor burn. Okay. And, and if you're like a dolphinite, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite there and I didn't pay for a wax, but I was definitely at a point that you would still fuck your boy. Yeah. Before you had to go get your pay for a wax again. Yeah. So no matter what, your boy is still gonna fuck you. Oh, right. And right. I did it with a trimmer. I don't fuck you regardless. Like, but it's just... I don't know. I actually was, like, super confident. Like, I used... Uh, I, like, got a trimmer, and I did, like, a trimmer thing. Yeah. And I was super confident, and I wasn't, like, overdone, and I wasn't, like, underdone. Like, I, I don't ever always feel, like, super confident. If I... I used to be, like, a full body shaver, and... I used to always... Like, I would be caught up whenever I first did it. Like, mm-hmm. you're saying, like, you called David and you were like, hey, you want to fuck a 14-year-old? Like, you were you were in your dolphin zone. Yeah. Smooth as a dolphin. That lasts for, like, three days. Not true. Not with waxing. Okay. But I don't want to pay for waxing. I know. Okay, so, <laughs> when you shave, you get that for, like, three days. And then you get the prickles. Homie's still gonna fuck you with some prickles. You're right. And he's still going to fuck you at 5 o'clock shadow. You're right. I mean, he's going to fuck you regardless. I was going to say, he's going to fuck you. But I was was at my own personal vision overgrown. So I took some trimmer to it. And I I put myself at, if I were, back when I was a shaver, I was like a weekend. And I I trimmed to... My weekend's best. <laughs> no, and I, I get felt it. I get it. so good. Oh, yeah. It, listen, I am all about that type of self-care. Because sometimes it makes you feel really good. Because for me, yeah. I don't give a fuck it's what you think. It's not for anybody else. It's for you. Shit, have, I'm married now. I don't give a fuck. I have one friend. Her name... <coughs> you guys tell her name. I know. I was like, let's say that. And I was like, why would I do that? I have one friend... 
every time I see her, I get so pissed off. I'm like, damn it. She's like, what? And I'm like, you look like you just got waxed everywhere. You look like you were just like on point with everything. Like, I feel like I need to go home and like shave my beard. Like, I yeah, don't know what's right, going on right, with right, it. Right. She was like, Brie, that is my self care. So I do that every yeah. two weeks. I go and I get everything waxed. And like, she can do that. She, it's, it's her. That's, that's her she's thing. A, she's a nurse and that's what she spends her extra money on. I spend my extra money on wine and bar tabs. She spends her extra money on that. I can't hate on her for that. That is what it is. If that makes her feel good, fuck yeah. Yeah. Do it. It's completely each their own. And the fact that we, 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 we base it on what the fucking stupid ass single minded dudes are going to think. Is stupid. Yeah. They still want your snatch. I've heard guys rip apart girls when I'm at the bar and I'm turning to my guy friends and I'm like, do you hear this? And they're like, yeah, but at the end of the day, that girl's still getting laid. Yeah. Guys are still fucking her. So I don't know why they're talking shit. They're bitching about after. Yeah. Because they already did it. Yeah. But that girl is at home saying, it already happened. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll never forget when, like, uh, I had a friend. She was messing around with a group of guys, and they decided to call her a hoe. And I, I don't slut shame. I'm like, shit, no. Get in where you fit in. If you do your thing, I don't care. I don't slut shame. I don't get. I don't give two fucks. But my thing is when guys call girls whores, and I'm like, you fucked her though, didn't you? Yeah. So you're part of that. Yeah. Your reasoning as to why. Yeah. So shut up. So if you don't like what she's doing, yeah. shut your mouth. Yeah. Because you're a part of it. Yeah. 100%. I'm not about slut shaming. Girl, live your life. Do your thing. Fuck whoever, whenever. Just be safe and be smart about it. Like, every dude's out here doing whatever he wants. Yep. And you hear, oh, you getting it. You're the man. You're the man. Ladies can do that shit, too. Live your best life. Hot girl summer is approaching us. Yeah. And, and you know what? Thing. Be it's safe. always hot girl summer. Mm. It's been hot girl summer from the fucking beginning of time oh my god you're so right always always bring it post those thirst traps ladies yep i'll love them shave it wax it trim it fucking shave it yep do what you got Mm. and if someone tries to tell you differently high-waisted bikini line Mm. one piece fucking low back rock it out anything you want and if someone tries to tell you differently my instagram is at captain breezy divert them to me and i'll rip them apart verbally yeah i'm really good at that Mm, like mm, live mm. your life dude i don't i will never understand a grown-ass man coming down on a lady no ripping her apart and i don't get it because even if they're not like even if they find it even if it was their fault. Okay, I'm giving... I, let's say it was some woman's fault of something happened to some man. I'm not saying that a man is not entitled to be protected. Because he is. I am saying, if you find a man who is going to blame you for everything, he's so wrong. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Dude's not hearing shit. No! I'm, I'm gonna say that in the sense of... Always. I was talking to one of my really good guy friends, Sheldon. I looked at him and I was like, you boys ain't shit. And he was like, what? And I was like, y'all ain't shit. None of you. And you know this. It's just a matter of how much shit a woman wants to deal with. Deal with. Yes. That shit might not be that high. That shit might be extremely high. <clears throat> that's where that's where it comes in. We're like, you've got really good men and you've got really shitty men. They've all got shit to deal with. 
and most women have dealt with higher most women have dealt with the spectrum yep yep it just decides on what it just depends on what they decide to fucking put up with yeah and i mean easily guys could say the same thing about women but that's what i'm saying that's why i'm saying like i'm not gonna not listen to my guy friend but i'm still gonna wonder what happened to that girl If my one if one of my fi- guy friends is calling a girl a hoe, I'm asking why you think she's a hoe. Yep. What has she done to you for you to think she's a hoe? Yep. And don't you dare come at me about what she's wearing or how she's acting. No. I will slap the shit out of you. Yep. Like she can wear whatever she wants and she can act however she wants. Yep. If Sheldon were to come to me tomorrow or not tomorrow, but if Sheldon were to come to me and we're out and he's like, "Oh, that girl looks like a hoe," which he would never do because he doesn't talk like that about he women. He gets all that shit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of notes that I don't go out tomorrow. But uh, if he if he were to come at me with some bullshit like that, I'd be like, well, why do you think she's a hoe? What'd she do to you? Did she do anything to you? Yeah. Did Was she out here, like, sucking dick on that patio and you saw her? Yeah. Because like, if that's the case, okay, I wouldn't even call her a hoe. I would just be like, well, hey, that girl's living her life. Yeah. Let, leave her alone. Like, she's not hurting nobody. Like, mm. slut shaming is a thing. That we have to be careful about. We have to understand, be careful, and listen. But that's a thing that starts in younger years with women, because women do it the most to other women. Mm -hmm. Because I definitely, I'm not going to lie, there's been points in my life where, gosh, she's such a hoe. And then I've grown up and I realized, why did I consider her a hoe? Oh, because she was having sex and I wasn't. Yeah. Doesn't make her a hoe. No. Doesn't make her a hoe at all. Like, Like what? I lost my virginity at 14. Yours was 19. That you're not, you're not going to view me any less. No. Because of what I did. God, no. Yeah. Granted, mine was super young. If I, link, if I think back now that I have a daughter. Yeah. As long as she came to me. If, if, if my daughter came to me at 14 and told me like I did to my mom. Granted, it was like December. So I came to, I came to my mom in that following January and I turned 15. So for what my mom knew, I was 15. If that were the same circumstances for my daughter now, there is no realm, there is no possibility on this earth that I would view my daughter any less. Right. Any less, ever. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if she told me the circumstances and if it was a consensual circumstance, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not going to judge the boy any less. Yeah. Because he's he's also entitled to that. And if it was, if it was what I went through, because mine, thank God, was a consensual, really great experience for what happened to me at a young age, I will say was super young, but it was decided between two people. Yeah. So what was granted to me, it scares me because I have a kid now, at 14, that happened for sure in the way that my mom dealt with it i will always appreciate because that that that's a thing that that's that's, i tell my mom things now sometimes and she's like you're grown and i forget that sometimes i'm just like i am an adult i can it's whatever but she'll always be like you don't have to ask me you don't have to question me like you don't have to worry about my thoughts. You're grown. You can you can do whatever you want. I yeah. just want you to be safe and smart. And, like, that's what people need to instill. 
into these young girls. Because I definitely remember being in middle school and there were some girls that were having sex and they were 12 and I personally just was not mentally prepared for that and I so I just it just wasn't for me but I remember telling my mom and mom's like well hopefully they told their moms hopefully they're talking to their moms and you know what you're talking to me like and I'm like okay fair enough and my I remember my sex talk was if you're gonna have sex just let me know yeah I can put you on something that was that was that was it Mm mm-hmm cut dry to the point if you're gonna do it just let me know and I was like, okay, fair enough. And I never did until I was old enough to, like, do things on my own. But I still consulted her. And she was just like, you're an adult. You don't live in my house. You don't, you're like, okay, thanks for telling me. I will help you as much as I can with whatever, birth control, anything like that. Just be smart about it. Because I was in college at the time. She was like, do you want to finish your degree? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, well, just, you know. You can finish your degree with a kid. It's going to be difficult. So just be smart about it to make sure that you don't right. end up in that situation. And I'm like, fair enough. But still super, like, I was still super uh, acknowledging parenting. Uh, uh, how am I trying to word this? Like, Exactly what you just said. You were correct. I was trying to give like a bigger word. Like she was acknowledging what you were doing while being your parent. Yeah. And then... The exact same way as what my mom was doing, but I was 14. Gotcha. And she gave me every option and every lesson mm-hmm. on how to fucking do it. And then, like, I think it's might be a little bit harder for girls who don't have older siblings that are girls. I agree. Because or or I, even if you are a... Or even if you are a, a member of a family with multiple siblings, but you're the oldest. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that I mean, like you're you're the yeah. headstrong lesson because I had no one to talk about that to. My friends were in the same boat I was when I was in high school, so yeah, none of us were having sex. None of us were doing anything like that, and none of us had older girl siblings to yeah. talk to. So it's like we would talk to each other. God, don't ever put a group of sixteen-year-old girls together and have them talk about sex because yeah. they're all wrong. Like, and even they if they all, even if they all have already done it, yeah, that's a hard conversation to have between one another yeah. because even because and they're still wrong though because yeah. like they have these conceptions in their head like oh well it's like this and this like this, da, da, da. yeah no that's it's not how any of this works like there's a science behind it talk to your fucking mom yeah and granted, and even if you don't have like a mom talk to an aunt cousin yeah someone sister because <clears throat> I know somebody. Like, yeah, I would talk to my aunt Denise about everything. And she was the one that was, like, telling me about, like, <clears throat> uh, when HPV was big on the rise. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy because a lot of people have it. But, like, when you hear about it, you get instantly nervous. You're just like, oh, my God, HPV, I'm so scared. I don't know. I don't want to get that. How do I not get that? My aunt Denise, I'm talking to her about it. And she's just like, well, there's a shot for it. Did your mom give you the shot? I'm like, I don't know if my mom gave me the shot. Okay, well, we need to, like, check and make yeah. sure that you got the shot. If not, just want to let you know. And in retrospect, like, maybe your 19-year-old self didn't want to know, but Aunt Denise probably talked to your mom. Yeah, probably. And if she did, maybe that triggered conversation between the two of you. And I remember when I um, was first having sex, I had a UTI. I went to, I didn't have siblings. I went to my oldest girl cousin who was very close to me. 
and talked to her about it. And she said, well, have you had, I had a UTI. And she was like, well, have you had sex? And I remember saying, yeah, like very recently. And she was like, well, um, we probably should talk to your mom. And I, I was adamant. I didn't want to. And she said, that's okay. It's okay. We don't have to tell her. Um, but we need to go to the doctor. So let's go to the urgent care. And that was her way of, she probably already whispered to my mom. Right. We went to the urgent care. It worked out. I had to go. And my mom was in the room. And, you know, they ask you, have you recently been sexually active? And I had to tell them because I had. Yeah. And when I did, my my cousin probably had already graced my mom with the information. So my mom just listened and I decided to tell her. Yeah. So it was all hand in hand. You definitely need at least some somebody on your side. And it definitely works out. For and if, sure. And if you don't, please be on your own side. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we have young listeners on the way that we're that we are talking. But if we if we do, um, definitely have somebody on your side. Um, I know because it all it really super does work out, and it does. Yeah. From that, from that conversation with that doctor after I had that UTI, I had to get, you know, I had to get antibiotics for everything else. And when I finished, my mom then gave me very simplified, super simplified conversation on, we're going to have to go to a, we're going to, we're going to get you with a gynecologist. We yeah. Have, you know, l- sure. let's do this. And my mom for was sure. very understood I think she understood if, if from the way I had the conversation with my cousin, she understood that like it wasn't a conversation to be like, let's get you with the gynecologist. I'm going to be in the room all the time. Right. You know, she understood that like I had trust in my older cousin who was like a sister. Mm-hmm. She had said, let's get you with this gynecologist. When I went, my mom was there for what was needed but when it was for me and the doctor, my mom gave me trust. My mom gave me trust between her and I, but she also represented the trust between a patient and a doctor. Yeah, and that's so great because there were definitely times where I was in the room with my doctor and my mom. And I'd be like, I want to ask you some questions. Is it okay if your mom stays or do you want her to leave? And, and like, maybe you wanted her to leave. I just let her stay because at that point, like, it was like, it is what it is. I'd already had sex. Like, it is what it is. Like, what do you want to talk about? Because I knew nothing was, you know, like, it was just, it was a checkup, but that, right. the HIPAA laws. So yeah. I was like, no, you can let her stay because God forbid one time something maybe does happen to me. She's on my HIPAA. I want her to know what's going on. Right. Like, she can be able to just call and figure out what's going on. But not everyone has that. Right. But that entire conversation is super important to have. Very important. Like, I joke a lot about, like, oh, man, if I were ever single again, I'd be a hoe. Or, you know, oh, back in my days, I was sleeping around, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> I had a security blanket with You were that. insured. I never felt nervous about my antics. Like, I was in college having a good time, and I played it very smart. And I, you know, I was smart about it. I... I I was on birth control and I used condoms and I was very smart about it. And I like, I was educated enough to know what I needed to do and what I didn't need to do. And I made sure like, Oh, if I have a boyfriend and he's my boyfriend. Okay. Well, we both need to get checked out before anything serious really happens where we decide 
we're not going to use condoms. You're just going to be on the birth control. Like, right. I was very smart about that the whole time. I was like, every, I, I want that for every young lady growing up. Mm. And for guys, guys need to watch out too. I'm not going to sit here and ask no, like I, girls. No, I, I 100%, I agree with that too. Like, I feel like that men should make sure that they follow up. Not every woman might mm-hmm. not be like you and I. So you need to yeah. make sure the same people lie the same so way. Yeah, you got to make sure you're okay too. Yeah. And sorry for having this sex ed conversation, but it came up and it was it's needed. You know, people need yeah. to know because my sex ed in sixth grade was bullshit, and I walked out crying because yeah. I was like, this yeah. this class is nuts. I don't understand. I'm this is scary to me. The whole realm. Of having sex, and it was, like, was, it was nerve-wracking to me. And that would be hard, especially, you, you had I was told... 12. You told me, like, your mom had not talked to you mm-hmm. about that yet. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, when I had mine, it wasn't as cut and dry, but I, I remember my mom telling me, this week, where you're gonna have some conversations. She didn't even, like, literally grace what was about to happen, but she yeah. had told me, this is the week... There's going to be a doc. You know, she said it wasn't probably a doctor. It might have been a doctor. No. No, you don't have to be a doctor to do it. You can literally just have a, a bachelor's and teach sex ed. <clears throat> sex ed. If you're a sex health counselor in any realm, you can teach Okay, sex so ed. I can't remember what maybe she said, but it was basically the conversation of which mattered to a... Ours was fifth grade. Jesus so. Christ, that's so young. I couldn't imagine Cause I thought I thought mine was too young, and I was in sixth grade. But then thinking back on it, when I had a friend that was having sex, she was in the class with me. I was Do like, you think that if you had a child now, that fifth grade would be too young? Mm-hmm. You do? Mm-hmm. Like, would you not want them to know? Not that I would like try to hide anything from them, but just if, me as a person and how I talk to people in general. If like you had a if you had a child in my mine was mine was fifth grade. I would think eighth grade for me. I want my kid in eighth grade because, and I only say that, and I don't know, I don't have any children, but I would want to hope that in my eighth grader, who's 13, I would hope that she would feel comfortable enough to come to me and say something because I'm very open when I speak in general anyway, Mm -hmm. that if sex ed was presented to her in eighth grade, I'd talk about it with her. I'd be like, yeah, this is the, this is this is how this works. This is how that works. Still and still, if you so want birth eight- control, we'll do birth control. If you want, like, but just do smarter about it. But I, I personally think eighth grade. Okay, but like, what if your your kid, like a little boy or little girl, was in fifth grade and you were at school and they they were they came to you with a newsletter and said that this conversation was happening. Would you have at least warned, would you warn your child? I would talk to them about it, and I would let them participate in that conversation for the sense of, I don't want anyone to feel left out. So that's what happened to me. Okay. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying that your mother did not do that for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that she didn't. I know that you were upset when you had your mm-hmm. conversation. When we had ours, it was like, obviously super planned. Most of our school knew, granted, I didn't have siblings. Right. But fifth grade is when that happened. Gotcha. And it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't super divulgent in birds and the beads. It was more like, if you're a girl who's going to have a period, 
this is what's going to happen. And if you're a boy who has an erection, this is what that means. Oh, no. I guess they do it differently for grade levels. So when I was in eighth grade... I did take health class. You had to take you had to take health class in eighth grade. Right. That's when we had to take like the fake babies fucking home. Right. And okay. do all of that. Yeah. We got like the total sex ed conversation in eighth grade. But in fifth grade, they gave us what it means to have an erection and what it means when you have a period. Because in fifth grade, I already had girls who had periods. Yeah. No, and all that makes sense, but not but, but all that makes sense. And when I was in sixth grade, I didn't have my period. And yeah, I, I didn't, didn't either. Have all those things. So like when like, I know the teacher drew on a whiteboard like the three circles, and she was like, "This one happens. What happens? You pee out of it. The middle one, you have sex, and you um, have the your menstrual you, out of it. And you the third one, you poop out, out of it. it. And the third, in the middle one, you also have a baby from it. And I like lost my shit because I wasn't mentally there for it. Yet. Yeah, like. I I grew up watching a lot of reality TV, but I never comprehended what was going on. So now that's I think that's why I enjoy stuff like Laguna Beach and Jersey Shore now because I can watch it in that mindset of when I was younger. I'm like, oh, now this all makes sense, and oh, that's why I enjoy watching. Like them. maybe you were brought late to the game on yeah. what it meant. Okay, I would see those kids drinking out of red solo cups, didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, oh, they're just having a good time. Little did I know they were in high schools and they were getting drunk. Like mm. I know that now, but I didn't know that then. So yeah, but you know, you live and you learn. And you know, one day when I have a little girl, I hope that. You know, I have the same mindset as you, that you're just like, well, I hope she talks to me, and she will. Remy will definitely talk to you, just for the simple fact of, like, honestly, who you like, are as I'm, a person. Honestly, like, I'm not even saying this, like, I have a few very close friends of mine that will be in my life long enough, whereas, like, if she didn't talk to me, she would talk to you or the two yeah. other people in my life. And yeah. that's important to me. And I just think that... It's funny that when you lay it down like that, it's weird to think back on. That's a weird process because yeah. you were you were young when it happened. And when you think back and you know like what was supposed to be laid out, like was it was it beneficial? Yeah. Was it what was it what was supposed to happen? Logically, I sh- should have never been watching those reality TV shows. Well, probably not. <laughs> but I had the least parental control cuz my mom worked a lot. So that's how I got to watch them. And then I grew up and I still enjoyed them and watched them. And then I learned a lot. But I didn't just go off the shows. No. I would ask questions. I'd call my aunt and niece. Hey, so what's going on with this? How does this work? What's, how is this? What is this? And so that and a lot of real world knowledge. I think I'm a pretty decent woman female. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean. I think I did okay. I, I, I would hate to say reality TV raised me, but it kind of did. It at least gave you questions. At least gave me questions. And it also, like, watching shows like that, I was just like, okay, this isn't right. So if it happens to me, I know to say something. Like, I know to speak up. I know right. to ask questions. Like, right, 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 right. So. It's funny when you think about it that way. For sure. Definitely funny. Um, well, I think that's a good, like, I would like to ask, we're going to end this episode. I think it would be fun to ask, like, what were, 
like your environmental or growing up questions like what were your growing up questions I mean like what happened to you what what caused you to ask questions yeah you know did you ask him or did you like or did you just TV you have a family member you could talk to yeah let us know this is intriguing we love that kind of stuff and we'll see you guys next week bye